0: good morning brothers and sisters in christ and also greetings to those who are joining us online right now and today we are about halfway through our theology of work sermon series let me just do a quick recap of what we have covered so far you know we started the year with pastor ray sharing with us on the purpose of work followed by the rest from work and pastor yun preached that message and last week, Pastor Lillian covered the topic on challenges at work. Today, we come to the topic of how we can build our character for work. You know, when I was preparing for this sermon, I was reminded of this show called The Good Place. Any of you ever watched this series on Netflix before? It's a show of hands. Yes, to see some hands. <laughs> you know, The Good Place is a show which focuses on the main character, Eleanor, who wakes up in the afterlife. Now, she is introduced to a highly heaven-like utopia by this character, Micah, who designed this place as a reward for her righteous life on earth. Now, this heaven-like afterlife is what Micah described as the good place. However, she soon realizes that she was sent there by mistake. She must hide her morally imperfect behaviors while trying to be a better and more ethical person. This show introduces different theories of moral philosophy, ethics, through the character of Chidi, who is a moral philosophy professor. As the story unfolds, we see different characters attempting to live a moral and ethical life as they try to prove that they deserve to be in this so-called good place, one who is of good character. Likewise, just like the characters who aim to develop a morally good character in this good place, how do we as believers build such Christian character in this side of heaven, be it at home or in our workplaces? You know, Warren Rispy shared this book on being a servant of God. He says, Life is built on character. Character is built on decisions. The decisions you make, small and great, Do to your life what the sculptor's cheeser does to the block of marble. You are shaping your life by your thoughts, attitudes, actions, and becoming either or less like Jesus Christ. He went on to share this. It's been said that people are like trees. The shadow of the tree is reputation. The fruit of the tree is a personality. But the roots of the tree is the most important part which is character. And what he says is so true. Our reputation, our personality can be easily be seen visibly. But what is of most importance, or part of our life is our own character. Our lives as workers are not separate from our spiritual lives. Rather, they are intertwined, and the values we hold shape the character we bring into our workplaces, schools, or even the home front. Every decision, actions we make, shapes our character in life. At the end of the day, in order for us to grow in Christian character, we need to aim to be like Christ. And this is where I hope for us to reflect on two scripture passages today from the Apostle Paul from Philippians chapter two and Galatians chapter five, as we explore how we can build Christian character for life so that we can be like Christ. And shine like stars for him in this world. Let me first read these words from the Apostle Paul from Philippians chapter 2. I'll be reading from verse 12 to 16, followed by Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, 22 to 25. Philippians chapter 2. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue. Firmly to the word of life. And then I'll be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. In Galatians chapter 5. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Come, let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we listen to your word for us today, may You open our hearts to you. And allow your living word to come alive in our hearts as we aim to grow in Christian character and be like Christ. Will you hide me behind your cross as I share your word? And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. You know, here from the passages that we just read, I will share three discipleship lessons with us to help us build our character for life and our workplaces, as we strive to be like Christ. First, we do everything without grumbling or arguing by cultivating gratitude and contentment. Secondly, we hold firmly to the word of life by cultivating spiritual disciplines. And thirdly, we cultivate the fruit of the Spirit by walking in step with the Spirit. Let us now first begin with the first discipleship lesson with us. You know, the workplace can be challenging. It is filled with deadlines to meet, conflicts with your colleagues, demanding bosses. You know, there's this culture in the workplace, you know, fake it till you make it. You know, you need to publicize your contributions in order to get that promotion. You know, all these stresses and demands of the work can cause us to grumble, To complain. In the words of the Apostle Paul, we live in a warped and crooked generation. If we are not careful, complaining, arguing can create a toxic atmosphere and hinder our ability to be effective witnesses for Christ. Paul is saying here that we can be different from this world. In fact, we as Christians can shine like stars in this dark world. So with all this in mind, how can we practically grow in our Christian character so that we do not grumble or argue? And this is where we need to turn from grumbling and arguing to cultivating gratitude and contentment. You know, this is not easy, especially when there are challenges in this world, as Pastor Lydian shared last week. And sometimes we suffer because of these challenges in life. But often our character is shaped when challenges come our way. Just as the Apostle Paul shared with us from Romans chapter 5. Let me read verse 3 to 4. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Here in our Christian faith, we can approach challenges differently instead of complaining arguing about the challenges how can we see the challenges of our work as a way for God to produce character in our own lives from this passage we can see that in Christ we can rejoice knowing that God will take the challenges the sufferings in our own lives and work them out for good when we persevere when we endure through the challenges of life with gratitude And contentment in Christ, it actually produces spiritual maturity in us. And that is God's goal for our lives. That is how we can grow in Christian character. You know, all of us, we go through trials and challenges in life, you know, perhaps at different degrees. In fact, in our Christian journey, we'll go through rhythms of mountaintop experiences, but also valley experiences. You know, when we reach a mountaintop, either we had an encounter of God's majestic presence in a very tangible way, where everything in our life seems to be going good. But there are also times when we are in a dark valley, either by unforeseen circumstances or by our own doing. And then we get discouraged. We struggle in those crisis moments. And in desperation, we either end up being very bitter about the situation Or we can endure through it and we pray for God's deliverance from our situation. But let me suggest this view to us. You know, our Christian faith is not only about having those transfiguration moments at the mountaintop. It's so much more counterintuitive. It could actually sometimes be us intentionally, an intentional choice to walk straight into the valley. So that we can learn to walk by faith and not by sight where we put our trust in God, where we learn to cultivate gratitude and contentment in Christ in the midst of the challenges, knowing that God is always for us. God is for us, with us, even trials and challenges that comes our way. You know, Jesus Christ knew it was God's will for him to walk into the valley. Remember when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane? He was crying out in sorrow, Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Even on the cross, Jesus Christ, he felt the weight of that God-forsakenness in that moment, carrying the weight of the sin of the world. Jesus knew it was God's will for him to go through those periods of suffering. But yet he walked in faith to do the will of God by walking straight into the valley so friends, when we have the right perspective of challenges, you know, our circumstances may not change. We will still face those challenges. But our attitude, in the way, how we respond to the challenges can change. And that's how we turn from grumbling, arguing, to cultivating gratitude and contentment in Christ. When we surrender our complaints, our challenges to God, we actually are actually allowing God to accomplish His work in us. In fact, God must work in us first, before he can work through us. Just as Paul described in verse 13. Let me read verse 13 again. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Likewise, when we see throughout scripture, God spent 25 years working in Abraham before he could give his promised son. God worked 13 years in Joseph's life, putting him into various testings. Joseph was rejected by his brothers. He was thrown into a pit. He went to prison before God put him on the throne of Egypt. God spent 80 years preparing Moses for 40 years of service. Our Lord Jesus Christ took three years training his disciples, building their character. And this is how we see God using our challenges to shape and mold our Christian character. Secondly, let us hold firmly to the word of life by cultivating spiritual disciplines. In you know, order to build and maintain Christian character, we need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We ground ourselves by holding firmly to the word of God. You know the scriptures provide guidance, wisdom and strength to navigate the complexity of lives as students in school or professionals in our workplaces. If you read in Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen to seventeen, it describes how all scripture, all scripture is God brief and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You know, the word God Brief" shows that whenever we open the Holy Scriptures, you know, it's as though we are reading the very breath of God. Imagine the next time you're about to read God's Word, when we open the Bible, anticipate that you're reading the very breath of God and the Scriptures. And this Word of God must be applied in our own life. You know, just as James chapter 1, verse 22 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. You know, Pastor Edmund Chan often shared this. Truth doesn't change life. It is the truth that is applied in our life that actually changes our life. We need to not only hear God's word. We need to do God's word. We need to apply it in our lives daily. I like how Wayne Cordero illustrates this of the word of God in our life. He said, when you have the Word of God in your mind, you have information. When you have the Word of God in your hearts, you have inspiration. But when you have the Word of God in our life, in our entire being, when we leave out the Word of God, you have incarnation. And And so how do we hold fast to the Word of life practically in every single day? And this is where I come to the next application lesson here. And that is to cultivate spiritual disciplines. The spiritual disciplines, are another term that Pastor Ray shared in his opening sermon, of what we call secret rhythms in our lives. You know, spiritual disciplines are not the desire and product of spiritual life, but rather they are means to an end. They are the intentional development of authentic spiritual life and intimacy with God that help us to practically work out our salvation. I like how Richard Foster, in his classic book, Celebration of Disciplines, he shared this. God has given us the discipline of the spiritual life as a means of receiving His grace. The disciplines allow us to place ourselves before God so that He can transform us. They are God's means of grace. Dallas Willard shared in the book, Spirit of Disciplines, Spiritual growth and vitality stem from what we actually do with our lives, from the habits we form, and from the character that results. Henry Nouwen saw the disciplines as a means to create space to meet with God that you otherwise had not planned on. So, what are some examples of spiritual disciplines to help us hold firmly to the world of life? You know, there are many examples but these are just some of them. No spiritual disciplines involve silence and solitude. It involve contemplation, making time for Christian reflection or examen, the study of God's word, prayer and fasting, confession, keeping short accounts with God, confess our sins immediately to Him. Simplicity, to live simply, not spend beyond our means. Meditation, even meditating on God's word. Giving, setting aside our finances to give to God. Service, serving one another. And celebration, where we also need to celebrate, we need to be joyful to always remember God's goodness in our life. Let me try to illustrate this further on how we can practically hold fast to the word of life. You know, imagine we are like a tree planted by streams of water. You know, God is like the sun who gives light for the tree and rain to help the tree grow. But when we practice the spiritual disciplines, when we do our daily devotion with God, when we spend time with Him, you know, it's like putting the fertilizer on the soil, helping the tree to grow. However, in the Christian life, there are times when we have unconfessed sins, bitterness, unforgiveness, and these are like the rocks that affect our growth. And that is why we need to confess our sins, we need to forgive others, we need to walk closely with Christ in order for these rocks to be removed. So when we constantly hold fast to the word of life by practicing the spiritual disciplines daily, then we can be like what Psalms 1 verse 3 says, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season. And whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. You know, this is similar to our Wesley discipleship model. It is through these faith environments of cynical circumstances, scriptural obedience, spiritual relationships, spiritual disciplines as I just shared, sacrificial service when we actually cultivate ourselves to be in these faith environments, when we have such sacred rhythms in in place in our life, it helps us to actually cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in our life. And this leads me to the third discipleship lesson here. Let us cultivate the fruit of the Spirit by walking in step with the Spirit. Let me read again what the Apostle Paul shared in Galatians 5, from verse 16. But I say, Walk by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So how do we practically cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in our lives daily? First, the foundation of Christian character is love. Love for our colleagues, love for our bosses, love for our classmates, our teachers, family members, even those who, may keep, who challenge us to step on our toes. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love sets the stage for the other virtues to flourish. Next, joy and peace. In the midst of the pressure, the demands of our work, our own struggles in life, can we cultivate joy and peace? A true Christian character is revealed when we can maintain a spirit of joy in Christ despite our circumstances. When we seek peace, in our relationship with others, be it with our family members at home, our schools, or workplaces. And next, patient kindness and goodness. You know, these fruits are essential in, in our interaction with others. Can we be patient at work? To someone who just get on our nerves, who constantly step on our toes, someone who irritates you, someone who seems to not be pulling their weight at the workplace... Can we show patience, kindness and goodness to them? You know, that reflects the depth of our character. And that goes beyond our professional achievements and contributes to a positive culture, even in our workplaces. Faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Let us remain faithful to our principles. Let us be reliable and trustworthy in our commitments. For example, if we make... Uh, a commitment to meet a deadline that maybe your supervisor has set for you or your colleagues. You now stick to it. If you really can't meet that deadline, you no know, it's okay to request for an extension. Can we approach others with gentleness? Can we communicate with humility and a gentle spirit? Can we exercise self-control when we are just so angry and frustrated? You know these are the virtues that define a strong character. You know, when we have this for the Spirit, it empowers us to navigate challenges with grace and integrity. When we can exercise discipline in managing our own emotions and, in a way, how we react to things. You know, sometimes when we are feeling so frustrated and irritated, you know, something that I try to cultivate is to, you know, just press the pause button first. In the midst of the high emotions, when I press that pause button, I try to take a step back, count to ten, take deep breath. It actually calms me down, so I don't react straight away. But I learn to respond to the situation instead. You know, when we are able to live out the fruit of the Spirit in our life, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, you know, people will notice that in your life. There's something that will be different about you. I remember in a recent small group session, one of my fellow small group members who is in the retail industry was sharing how, you know, sometimes in the retail industry, he faced very unreasonable customers. You know, one day there was this fellow colleague who was a non-Christian, saw the way how he handled this very unreasonable customer, and actually after they asked him, hey, are you a Christian? You know, I believe because he actually displayed the fruit of the Spirit, perhaps he was patient with this customer, he showed kindness, goodness, gentleness. He had self-control. Instead of reacting to that customer, he actually was calm and tried to address the situation. And I believe that set him apart from this world. You know, most people would have just snapped; they would have complained about it. But this person responded with such love that he made his colleague notice that there's something different about him in his life. He. He actually noticed Christ in his life and actually asked him, are you a Christian? Even though he was not a Christian. And that's how we can set ourselves apart in this world, in our workplaces, in our schools. When we display such fruit of the Spirit in our life, it sets us apart from the world. You know, remember at the start of this message, I shared about the series, The Good Place. You know, the show described how the characters try to do all the good they can based on their own human efforts. They even attended ethics classes by Chidi and tried to earn as much ethical points to ensure you know, they can stay on in this good place. However, in following Christ, you know, it's actually different from this show. We cannot do good with our own effort, our own human flesh. We cannot earn ethical points you know, just to get to heaven. You know, it's different in this, in this out of heaven. And this is where I come to the next uh, application lesson for us. To cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, we need to walk in step with the Spirit. And this is what the Apostle Paul reminds us. Let me read Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. We need to submit to God's rule in and through us with the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to constantly surrender ourselves Fully to the Lordship of Christ. Because I know by my own human flesh, I will never be able to achieve all this fruit of the Spirit. I know I will constantly fall. But I'm reminded every day to surrender myself to His rule. Walk in step with Him every day. To pray and ask for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. To help me live out the fruit of the Spirit. When with the Holy Spirit in us, when we are walking in step with the Spirit, we can intentionally fight off sin when we face the challenges, the giants in our workplaces, when we have gratitude, when we are contentment in Christ, when we hold fast to the world of life, that is how we can grow to be more like Christ each day. And the outcome of that is when we build such Christian character, it's only then we can say like what the Apostle Paul said in verse 15 of Philippians chapter 2. Let me read to us from verse 15 here. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. And we will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. When we build our Christian character in this world, we can shine like stars in this world. You know, in urban society in Singapore, it's very hard to look at the stars at night with all the light pollution in the urban society that we live in. I always remember when I, was very, when I was very young, a young youth leader, I went to a spiritual retreat in a Kelong in Batam with a group of other leaders. I remember this scene at night, suddenly the, the nights was it was nighttime, they off all the lights. It was almost pitch dark. It was so dark I can't even see my hands in front of me. But I know when we look up to the night sky, and suddenly we could see a gazillion stars, you know, just like this picture. And at that point, in time, I couldn't take a picture. It was a bit hard to take, but you know, it's something like this picture. You know, when we just look up in a night sky, when it's just dark, a gazillion stars shining brightly. You know, because we live in a fallen world, the workplaces, the world can be so warm and dark. We see all kinds of politics, gossip, backstabbing, You know, it's so easy to be like the world, to grumble, to argue as well. But let us strive to build Christian character for life, to be like Christ, to be different from this world. And then in our Christian character, we can shine brightly, illuminating the darkness around us, just like the stars in the sky at night. I'd like to close with what Tim Keller shared in the book Every Good Endeavor this is a book that we are recommending to read alongside this sermon series. And that help us reframe the way we work. You know, we all work for an audience, whether we are aware of it or not. Some people work to perform to please our parents. Others to impress our peers. Others to win over our superiors. While many do what they do to, strictly to live up to their own standards all of this audience are inadequate. Working for them alone will lead to overwork or underwork sometimes, a mixture of the two, based on who is watching us at a point of time. But Christians look to an audience of one, our loving Heavenly Father, and that gives us both accountability and joy in our work. So friends, let us focus on just working and pleasing the audience of one who is our loving and heavenly Father. As we work out our salvation with fear and trembling each day so that we can build our Christian character to be like Christ. By doing everything without grumbling or arguing. By cultivating gratitude and contentment in Christ. By holding firmly to the word of life every single day by cultivating spiritual disciplines. And lastly, cultivating the fruit of the Spirit by walking in step with the Spirit. Come, let us pray. Almighty Father, we thank you that we can always come to your throne of grace And despite the challenges of this world, we know we can face them when we walk in step with your Spirit. Today, you know, all of us here, we face challenges. We have struggles in life. We know that this world is such a crooked and dark place. Sometimes we get so overwhelmed by these challenges that we fall away. But today, we come surrendering all these struggles to you. We ask that you fill us with a fresh power of your Holy Spirit. Enable all of us here, including myself, so that we can come surrender before you and you can walk in and through us. Enable us to do everything without grumbling or arguing by cultivating gratitude and contentment in Christ in the midst of the challenges. Help us to hold firmly to the word of life. By cultivating spiritual disciplines in our lives daily, so that we can cultivate the fruit of the spirit as we walk in step with your spirit each day. So we commit ourselves to you once again. Consecrate us, set us apart from you, so that we can set us apart from you in this world, so that we can be like Christ and shine brightly like stars in this world. So that everyone around us will notice that something different about us. And they too desire to know you as well. So we pray all this in your son's precious name. And all of God's people say, Amen and Amen.